Hello, welcome to the Love Yourself Healthy Podcast. I am Melanie Lillis, eating psychology coach and nutritional therapist. We are going to be diving into the realm of all things health, yet talking about them from the mind-body nutrition dimensions. Hey guys, welcome back to the Love Yourself Healthy Podcast. I don't think I've ever been this excited to talk about a topic ever. Um, We're going to be discussing uh, gut health today, and I've actually been obsessing over gut health for a while now, and I've literally listened to over 10 different podcasts on gut health, as well as reading uh, loads of different articles on the microbiome, and it's linked to our overall health. And there's one doctor in particular who I find extremely incredible. He seems to be the gut health wizard, like everything he says just makes so much sense. He's really Really interesting to listen to. And this podcast is based around all of his knowledge. Now, before I continue, I just want you to know that none of the information that I'm sharing uh, is meant to replace any doctor's advice. This is just knowledge for you guys to take on and do your own research. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. B to start off with. So on Instagram, if you want to follow him, his Instagram is at the gut health MD. So he has a bachelor of science from Vanderbilt university, a medical degree from Georgetown university and a masters of clinical investigation from Northwestern university. He received the Rambach award at the top internal medicine resident at Northwestern and was chief medical resident. He also received the award as the top gastroenterologist fellow at the university of North Carolina and was chief gastroenterology fellow. While at UNC, he did advanced epidemiology training at the top-rated UNC, Gillings School of Public Health, and received a prestigious grant from the National Institutes of Health. Dr. B has an accomplished background in research, with more than 20 scientific articles published and more than 40 presentations at national meetings, including being selected for the Digestive Disease Week Presidential Plenary as one of the top studies among thousands of submissions. These days, he is a partner at Low Country Gastroenterology in Charlestown, Southern California, and the founder of Dr. B Gut Health. So the point of me rambling about his background is just to show you that the research I'm about to get into isn't research that I've Googled and learnt from some Joe Blow. This is information that is extremely credible and also very detrimental to our health. So let's get straight into it. I want to talk first of all about why gut health is such a hot topic right now as opposed to 10 years ago. So around 10 years ago, scientists only knew about 200 species of bacteria around our body. And this was because that's all they had the ability to actually culture. They then made a major advance from a laboratory perspective, and all of a sudden they were actually able to recognize that there were at least 10,000 species that live in and on us. And they discovered that this bacteria that live inside of us are some of the critical parts of our health. So it doesn't just influence how you digest food. It influences your immune system. 70% of the immune system lives in the gut and you cannot separate the immune system from the bacteria that live inside of you. If you harm the bacteria, you're going to harm the immune system. And that's why they've seen this explosion of autoimmune disease in the last 50 years. The gut is actually responsible for tremendous influence over our metabolism. They've done this study multiple times where they take an obese mouse and they transfer its gut bacteria into a thin mouse without changing anything else, so no change in their diet or lifestyle. That skinny mouse will then become obese. 
they did nothing else but change that thin mouse's gut bacteria. So this experiment shows how our gut bacteria has incredible control over our metabolism. There are so many things that we don't realize are associated with the gut that scientists are now realizing are associated with the gut. For example, the gut-brain axis. The gut is heavily linked to our mood and our emotions. 95% of serotonin is produced in the gut. When I heard that statistic, I was just gobsmacked. And if you've listened to my podcast before, uh, I always talk about the stress response and I also talk about how our emotions are connected to our health. So this to me actually didn't surprise me. But what did surprise me is that the gut has an influence on your risk for Parkinson's disease and also Alzheimer's disease. And they have noticed that these diseases are more common these days than they were 50 years ago. And that is probably because of the increase of processed foods and how much our diet has really taken a dive. So they've discovered that the gut is this tremendously powerful thing that has an influence on the rest of our body. So the question becomes, what can we do to ensure that we are taking care of the gut? All health starts in the gut. So if you have a healthy gut, then you're going to be healthier globally. Let's get down to the nitty gritty of this bacteria. Now, when we say bacteria, we're talking about good and bad bacteria. I tried to speak about um, the bacteria in my year seven class yesterday because I'm a PDHPE teacher as well. And as soon as I mentioned bacteria, every single person went, ew, that's gross. But They just don't understand the importance of bacteria just yet. So I did explain it to them like I'm going to explain to you. In our gut, we have 100 trillion bacteria. If you take that number and say, okay, what proportion of us makes up this bacteria? Well, there are many scientists who would say that we are only 10% human. What that means is for every cell that is inside our body that is actually a human cell, It is surrounded by 10 of these bacteria. And of the DNA that we carry, 99% of our genes are bacterial genes. Only 1% of our genes are human. Now that is crazy. (laughs) I want to take it all the way back and talk about how our good bacteria develop from pre-birth up through to childhood and beyond. Now, this is really fascinating stuff that I never knew about, literally until a couple of weeks ago. I was absolutely mind blown and it has really changed my approach, not so much my approach, but my outlook on um, when I am pregnant, what I am going to do to support my healthy gut microbiome. So when we are born, our gut is almost completely undeveloped. So a baby is born with almost no bacteria in the gut and they go from that to when they are two to three years old, they have a fully formed 100 trillion bacteria in the gut. So this is an extremely vulnerable period of time. And it actually starts when mum is carrying the baby and the baby is just a fetus. It starts with the foods that mum is eating during pregnancy and the way that mum takes care of herself. For example, There are studies that shown that if mum is exposed to antibiotics during the second or third trimester, the risk of obesity in the baby goes up significantly, which is crazy because they aren't even born yet. What happens during the birthing process is the first major step. From an evolutionary perspective, we give birth through the birthing canal for a reason. 
Now, obviously, there are cases where mums can't give birth naturally. That's okay. I was born by cesarean, so my brothers, and that's totally fine. There's no choice. But with that being said, when the baby passes through the birth canal, that child is inoculated with mum's bacteria. And as the first example of proof that we were designed to have a healthy relationship with these bacteria that live inside of us, let me share this. In the third trimester of pregnancy, mum's vaginal bacteria start to change to more closely resemble the bacteria in her gut. That's (laughs) mind-blowing. We are designed to provide healthy gut bacteria right from the get-go during the birthing process. And studies have shown that if you do have a C-section, there's actually a long-term risk of obesity and also autoimmune diseases such as asthma. Again, from an evolutionary perspective, we evolved to breastfeed our children. And there is something in the breast milk called HMOs, human milk oligosaccharide. And what's fascinating is that these HMOs have literally zero nutritional value for the baby, except the HMOs get processed by the bacteria that live inside the baby's gut. And so HMOs are the first example of prebiotics and prebiotics are the food that feeds the bacteria that live inside of us. So breast milk is literally food just for the bacteria that helps us grow a healthy gut. So this goes to show how important gut bacteria is from an evolutionary perspective. In the last, say, 20 to 30 years, there is a huge problem with food sensitivity. People are not tolerating food like we used to. And this is probably a direct link to your microbiome. When the microbiome is broken down, we're just not going to have the bacteria on board that we need to process our food. Now, let's go back to the beginning of this podcast where I said that 70% of our immune system is in the gut. So when we're experiencing poor health, We should really be looking at the gut first. If our immune system is struggling to support you and you're getting sick, experiencing digestive issues, maybe you have reoccurring skin rashes or sensitivities, we should be focusing on healing the gut first, but instead we are taking antibiotics or medications. There's no question that the invention of antibiotics has saved lives and increased our life expectancy by 15 years, and they're a good thing when needed. However, the regular use of antibiotics is hurting our bodies. Now, the next bit of information is another bit of mind-blowing info that is just crazy to think about. So what happens when we take antibiotics is that we're not only wiping out our bad bacteria, but we're also wiping out the good guys. Certain antibiotics have been shown to wipe out 35% of our gut bacteria. Now, there's two problems that exist with this. If you wipe out 35%, The first problem is that it can take one or in some cases even two years to get your bacteria back to where you were before. The second issue is that your gut will literally never be the same again. And the reason why is because you wiped out 35% of the bacteria. So what's left? Well, the 65% of bacteria that are remaining in the gut are now the ones that are resistant to the antibiotics that you just had. And these bacteria are now given free reign to dominate. So anytime you're taking an antibiotic, you're basically remodeling your gut in a way that will never quite be the same again from that point forward. And I just want to reinforce that I'm not saying that you should never take antibiotics because they can be life-saving. 
But if you are someone who is taking antibiotics, then you really need to be focusing on the things that you can do to help support your healthy gut microbiome. And this leads me to my next point of the role that probiotics play in your health, especially for those taking antibiotics. So firstly, I want to start by saying that in terms of research, there is no probiotic that has been developed that recolonizes the gut. So if you take a probiotic and you take it for three months and then you stop, within a few days, it's going to be as if you never took that probiotic at all. You're not going to detect the bacteria in the probiotic, and that's because the bacteria in the formulations of probiotics that we have, they have not figured out a way yet to engineer bacteria so that they will basically colonize in and associate with the bacteria inside our gut. So you might be thinking, what's the point of taking them? Think of it as like a constant balance or a constant war that's going on inside of our gut between the good guys, so the good bacteria, and the bad guys, the bad bacteria. Now, you want the good guys to have the upper hand because when they have the upper hand, your body is going to function the way that it was meant to function. So all of these things, metabolic function, the way you process your food, your immune system, sending in a probiotic is like backup for the good guys. So I've just been watching Lord of the Rings lately, so I can't remember the names of pretty much anyone in it. But in that third movie, there's a scene at the end, you know, there's that huge battle and it's kind of like, I feel like they're kind of losing and then all the good guys and the horses come racing over to kind of help them. It's like the probiotics are back up, you know, they're back up for the good guys, helping them to dominate or helping them to have that upper hand. So you're not recolonizing the gut, but you're giving the good guys support for your body to function optimally. So if you are someone that suffers from poor gut health or just poor health overall, or maybe you're taking antibiotics, some of the foods that are considered to be probiotic are fermented foods. So these are things like sauerkraut, kefir, kombucha, tempeh, kimchi. And in terms of a supplement, VSL3 is a recommended supplement to take because it has the most solid research behind it. So again, um, always consult with a doctor. Don't take any of my advice as like, this is what I need to do. This is just information. Go and do your own research, but they are just some examples that you could look into. So now I want to talk about what determines the makeup and the diversity of your gut. I really want you to listen to this next part because this is the most important information that people need to have, especially when it comes to health. The food you consume directly affects the makeup of your gut bacteria. And science has shown us that the diversity of the plants that you eat creates the healthiest makeup of your gut diversity. I'm not saying the healthiest gut is a vegan. I'm saying the healthiest gut has been shown to be someone who eats a wide variety of plants. The food that you eat is the single most important factor for determining the makeup of your gut And this is the most important factor for a lifetime of health. I want to look at the standard diet being heavy on animal products. By consuming meat or dairy products, you're making a direct alteration in the bacteria of your gut. If you do consume a lot of meat and dairy, you're going to have this bacteria inside of you who are efficient and designed to basically extract nutrients just out of fat. Alternatively, if you consume a diet that is heavier in plants, you're going to have a bacteria that is really good at transferring fiber and at extracting all the different phytochemicals of which there's thousands and thousands of them. 
This isn't to say that you can absolutely never consume dairy or that everyone needs to be vegan, but you shouldn't be looking for dairy or meat as something that's going to be like the backbone of your health and nutrition because the science doesn't really support that. So I want to do a little bit of a recap of everything that I just said. (laughs) And that is the importance of ensuring that we have a healthy gut. Now, as mentioned, having a diverse range of plant foods in your diet is going to really support a healthy microbiome. So the next time you go to the shops, I want you to pick up some plant foods that you've never had before and just Google a recipe that has that food in it. It's about becoming experimental and giving your body that diversity of plants. And when looking at your plate, you should be aiming at 65% of your plate to be plant-based foods, 25% protein and 10% fats. So if you're not sure what that looks like, You can contact me because I do create meal plans. My email is lyh underscore podcast at outlook.com and I can create you a custom meal plan because the biggest questions that people get are like, where do I get my protein from and how do I make sure I'm full? And these are really good questions because we didn't grow up in a society or I guess in a media world that pushed plant foods. We grew up in a world that pushed dairy, that pushed meat, that pushed processed foods. So we aren't really getting the education that we need. Uh, and, and that's what I'm here for. So please feel free to contact me. As we've just discussed in this podcast, your gut health is the center of your health. And if you are experiencing different kinds of health issues, that is potentially where you need to look first. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to know more about the gut, because I didn't go into an incredible amount of detail here, um, go to the Plant Proof podcast and scroll down to, I think it's called Cultivating a Healthy Gut, uh, something like that. It's the only podcast about gut health and it's with Dr. B. It's a long-ish podcast, but I guarantee your jaw will be dropped the whole time and he goes into much more detail than I do and he's much better at explaining things than I am as well. So please look them up, Plant Proof Podcast, look down for the Gut Health Podcast, listen to it and it should change your life. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Melanie Lillis or you can email me lyh underscore podcast at outlook.com. I look forward to chatting with you all next week. Bye-bye.